1: From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. (laughs) That's some interdimensional Mm -hmm. shit. (laughs) Wake up, Aaron.
2: This is only the beginning.
0: Dude, you just blew my mind. Are
1: you ready to get your mind blown? Go! Morning, swarm man. Welcome to TipFall Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here and do. I'm here to Rah! join me as always, uh, Xavier Guerrero, and on the ones and two, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? Doing good. Somebody have fun in Florida. Yeah. do you have fun in Skankfest? Skankfest was the skankiest. No, <laughs> Skankfest was the best. Uh, Vegas, uh, Fremont Street is probably the strongest argument for Bill Gates' depopulation plan. But outside <laughs> of that. Uh, It was wonderful, I had a great time, congratulations to everybody at Legion of Skanks, everybody who runs that festival for putting out the best possible festival out there, as always I had the best time and it makes me feel, it makes comedy fun again, that's why I love going, it's it's fun, out here, not fun, it's Skank Fest. Lots of fun. So uh, thank you for everybody out there. Thank you for everybody who said they listened to the show. I really do appreciate you guys. Uh, we're going to do a quick uh, intro here. Got to get into it. Go to Uh I got some shows coming up. We just added a second comedy chaos to Wednesday night show. First one sold out, packed out. Second show just added a whole bunch of people to it. We got uh, we got Eddie Bravo, Ryan Sickler, Brandon Schaub, Dane Cook, and Burt Kreischer. Grab your tickets, that will sell out. We just, uh, I'm going to be in Kansas City the 11th and 12th of November. Come get weird with me, and then just added. Uh, Fall hat comedy night is going to be back at the rec center, uh, in Huntington beach. Tickets just went live. Go samtriple.com. We're doing Tinfall hat comedy night, and then we're doing swarm take right after Q and A. All right. So just go SamTribly.com. And then, uh, December we're at Cl- Calusia casino. And then we're in Fresno. Two shows tinfoil hat comedy night 7 p.m. swarm tank 9 30 grab your let's tickets go. now let's go let's go do you got any live shows
3: no but i think for everybody who came out to el monte that show was great how'd Thank it go you. it was good a lot of swarm who headlined huh <laughs> who headlined craig and then you know george showed up lee yeah, syatt okay. it was it was a killer lineup nothing
1: but bangers yeah. man new so, broken
2: sim just dropped listen to that did it Yep. All right. It's out.
1: Awesome. Check it out. Love you guys. And uh, thank you guys so much. Enjoy this show. We go deep, (laughs) homeboys. Eric, open your mic. Drink. All right. Let's get into it. Very excited to have this next guest on. Uh, Mark was telling me, Mark, our booker, was telling me all about this man and his journey. And I think he's very important to have on. Please welcome to To the show, uh, inventor George Weissman. How are you, sir?
0: I'm doing really well. Glad to be here.
1: It's an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. For our listeners who may not be familiar with you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where our listeners can find you?
0: Uh, Well, find me, based on mostly what we'll be talking about today, would be eagle-research.life. So eagle like the bird, then a hyphen mark, then research.life. It's my, uh, my, the eagle's my totem, if you will, and I'm an American citizen, so the eagle bird just seemed to uh, be good for their overflying. And, and uh, I'm an inventor, so that's the research and the dash mark because eagleresearch.com was already gone. <laughs> it's an insurance company. Anyway, uh, that's how to find me as, uh, with the .com. Oh, sorry, the .com is my main website. And the dot life L I F E is for the Brown's gas website, which is what we'll be talking about mostly today. So Eagle dash research dot life. Okay. So that's how to find me and you can contact me with the contact us page on the website. So that'll, that'll clear that up as well as myself. uh, I'm an inventor that, uh, Oh my goodness. I grew up on a cattle ranch. I, uh, I, it was, and it was way back in the boonies. There's no running water, no electricity, no Damn. anything. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up like I was in the 1800s. My dad uh, moved the family way back in the woods and, and uh, he he actually bought five smaller ranches and, and combined them into a great big ranch. It, uh, well, not big compared to some that I, cause I was born in Montana and, uh, and, and the ranches out there are really big, but yeah. But it had uh, 18 miles of perimeter fence, so that was a a reasonable-sized piece of property, and we could uh, have enough cattle in our own boundaries to uh, support the family. We didn't have to rent government land or lease land or something like that. So anyway, I grew up in this situation where I was on horseback a lot, and whenever we needed to fix something, we just did it ourselves. There were no uh, electricians or plumbers or uh, veterinarians or policemen or anything If you needed it done, you just did it yourself, and I became very uh, good at various kinds of welding and uh, essentially a jack of all trades, if you will, and which which put me in good stead because uh, now it was an hour's drive to the uh, local little school that only went to grade ten, almost a one room school like like in the old days wow How, really bored out in town when we went to grade 10 and 11 uh, 12 to or sorry 11 and 12 to uh, uh because it would uh, town was just too far away and i loved going to school because when i was in school i didn't have to work so hard yeah <laughs> i'm gotcha
1: i respect that
0: <laughs> so uh I, I obviously I took as many uh, uh, courses as I could, like in physics and chemistry and biology and, and that sort of thing, uh, which has stood me, uh, made me really good stead over the years because I, I enjoyed going to school. It was reading books and stuff was a, a lot more enjoying enjoyment than uh, pounding fence posts or uh, or uh, forking loose hay kind of yeah, thing. It's so,
1: got to be crazy. Like you're a kid and you're just getting up You You basically already have an adult's job. John, you're
2: like, John, you live that right ben, ben, like, Been there. You're yeah. talking
1: to your brothers yeah. and sisters who are five. You're like, should we unionize?
2: <laughs> Dude, I, I seriously got into I was like, I, I'm seven years old. <laughs> Honestly, a few you times. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why am I stacking hay? I, <laughs> yeah,
0: they're, Seven years old, we were running a drive a tractor. Damn, yeah. bro. There was no, uh, yeah. The, and it was known. It, like, if you didn't work, Now, six months down the road, you couldn't eat kind of thing. So it was just got to remember. That's hardcore. And that that also put me in good stead because it gave me a longer view of things as I was uh, um, later in my life as I'm making plans and things. I know what I'm doing now affects my life uh, in the future. So Mm
1: -hmm. I agree with
0: that. I I think that we are nowadays with our children,
1: we're taking out all the risk. All the uh, all the kind of friction that you will see as an adult were taken away from kids, and they're kind of going in really soft bellied into the world, and I think that I think this is a big part of their plan. And why they're doing it is so that you do go to the uh, the real life, and you kind of fracture when you're not living in this fairy tale you were sold. And then you gotta get on pharmaceuticals, and you gotta do all that. So I do. I mean, I do think that. I mean, obviously we we don't want kids working in coal mines and stuff <laughs> like that. But I think having some sort of structure and some sort of uh, duty to complete. It's good for you, a task and stuff like that.
3: Like, the least you can do now is sports. Yeah. Sports is up there.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, like, sports is still, like, that's kind of fun, and everyone gets a trophy. Like, to be like, hey, dude, either you lift this hay or we don't eat is, like, there's a little bit of, like, kind of toughens you up for life. I think it will very much toughens you up for
2: life. I agree.
1: And you don't take everything so serious. Again, like, we live in a world where jokes hurt people's feelings. Like that doesn't happen if you've been
2: Dude. lifting hay
1: since you were 7.
2: My my friends went to a, a high school soccer game the other night and the losing team their coach made them run after, which is like just a common thing where I'm from. And all the adults were like, "What is this? What is the meaning of this? They couldn't they were shocked that they made, really they, they made them run after." I really am debating
1: whether I'm allow my daughters to have any kind of participation trophy. I'm, yeah. I'm really debating it. I'm willing to be the bad guy. got to put it in
3: context, at least.
1: If be you like give it. To okay, them, right? enjoy this. It means nothing. Yeah. yeah. I was
3: about to say, what are you going to do with it, though? When they get it, you can't throw it away.
1: I can. It's a quick <laughs> little joke. Uh, <laughs> I
3: mean, mean you, you can't. Can. Use, it, use it as a
2: doorstop. That's what you do. Use it as a doorstop.
0: Go on. Go on, George. It was, uh, was, uh, like, I actually told this to my father when he was on his deathbed this last spring. I uh, and and uh, he he was apologizing, He'd been working us kids so hard. And I said, Dad, I, I just heard a joke about this guy who uh, his farmer he he put his children <clears throat> he willed his farm to his children, which of course my father did. And he was and he was charged with child abuse. <laughs> My dad got a good
1: laugh out of that one too. <laughs> I respect it. I love it. Um, so you were working on there. You learned a lot. And I think this is important. You probably learned a lot about honor, integrity, some skills. So as, as you started to grow older and understanding like uh, real life and what it takes to succeed in real life, what, what did that do with you in terms of academics and, uh, and, uh, and try, were you trying to figure out ways to make your life your life easier? I figure I'd be figuring out how I could build a robot to do all the hay work and stuff like, like, what was that like?
0: Oh man, that's a really good question. And there's so many different uh, aspects that thoughts that go through my head. Yeah. Good job. The, um, all right. Uh, when I got a little bit older, I got interested in girls. Yeah. And Dream killers. I, <laughs> I went to town and boarded in town. And at that time, then I was living, <clears throat> I was actually living with the principal of the school, uh, boarding with the principal of the school. And, uh, and they had electricity and running water in those, in their homes, as you can imagine. <laughs> that must have been, when, hold on, let me I ask would, you something
1: real quick. Sorry to cut you off. I'm just going to ask go you when the first time you saw running water,
0: what did you think? Well, they had running water in the school. And okay, stuff. okay, like, all, it, right, all right, all right, It wasn't, it wasn't like I, I I was unaware, but but living with it and be able to take a bath, like we used to bathe on Saturday in a in a tin tub Whoa. where we in the winter time you'd melt snow on the wood stove and because mom cooked on a wood stove and uh, and and we fill a tub full of hot water and then there were seven of us children and the youngest would go first. I was the oldest. <laughs> Why
1: did you have to go last? You had the most to clean. You should have gotten in quicker.
0: Okay, so I could be in a bathtub all by myself with water that was no one else had ever been in. That was pretty amazing. Okay? Yeah,
1: for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, that uh, in any case, that's how I grew up, and I did learn responsibility back in the in in the backwoods like that, nobody locked their doors. People left their keys in the ignitions. There was no there was no theft or anything. If somebody needed something, they were they were welcome to have it, and of course they replaced it as soon as they could. If a neighbor needed help, anybody who was around would jump on to to help them, because that was sometimes the difference between life and death out there. Because we didn't have like I say fire trucks to call or police to call or anything like that. We took care of things ourselves. But but it. But it was very rough, if you will. Uh, like I remember my dad would hand me a rifle and say, "Go get supper." <laughs> Holy shit, sure. dude. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like living in the 1800s. And so I, I learned I was all cowboyish and I still uh, to this day I wear my cowboy hat and and it, it, that's just who I am. You can take the boy out of the country, but you really can't take the country out of the boys. Yeah, true.
1: for sure.
0: So I got interested in girls, went to town <laughs> and, uh, I was looking around and, and of course I'm looking at civilization from outside view and it looks to me like girls like money. And I'm thinking I'm a farm boy. I don't have any money. So how do I get money? And I'm thinking I'll be a, I could be a prospector or I could be an inventor because I'm, I'm liking this inventing thing. And I'm, I'm very, I was very inventive even back then. So the, uh, I, I decided, in fact, girls uh, helped one of the inventions I did at first where I had my dad bought me this old pickup truck and I fixed it up and and it was getting 36 miles to the gallon at 70 miles an hour. Wow. Yes.
3: Whoa.
1: I didn't
0: know you couldn't do that. I just learned how to do it because my dad would only allow us to fill the fuel tank of the vehicles up at one time a week. And, that, and you had to go to town and back for school and anything you're else going to do within that week. And I wanted to date girls. So in order to have a little extra fuel, I had to make sure my truck went as far as it could on a a gallon of fuel. And so I did. So what was that process?
1: How did you go? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Take us through the process of you figuring out how to tinker with this engine to help you get more
0: miles out of each gallon. It was actually totally accidental. In high school, they had shop class. In shop class, they allowed you to rebuild your own engine in the in the kind of schools I was going to. So the uh, and my dad and this old truck was <laughs> it was really thrashed. The uh, my dad was at a uh, farm auction and he needed to uh, bring a stock rack home that he he had uh, a squeeze chute that he had bought. So he he looked over at that pickup truck and it was time for him to buy me a pickup truck. I worked all summer to get a pickup or to, to get a vehicle. He said, "How about and that." There were several vehicles I had pointed at and said, I like that one, like that one, like that one. He said, no, no, no. But he, he pointed over at this old beat up pickup truck, uh, 1966 Ford in uh, in the field and said, how would you like that truck? And and by that time I'd take anything. So he bought that. I even had a flat tire before I ended up getting home. They put the squeeze chute in it and I, and I drove the truck home. And he said, I'll pay whatever it takes to fix the truck up the first time. And then after that, uh, it's all on you. So, we took this old truck, uh, I took this old truck into shop class, and uh, to give you an idea of what the engine was like, it burned a gallon of oil per tank of gas. So I would just put, like, used crankcase oil and stuff like that in it, and people started to go to town an, a half hour earlier than me, because when I went down into a gully and up on the other side, it would fill, with the smoke it would fill in the gully. Oh, my God. <laughs> And it was a real what they called rolls can hardly it rolls down one hill and can hardly make it up the next. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it, anyway, I took this. It was a bunch more stories about the truck, but I took this truck into shop class, and they uh, and the shop teacher was so impressed by this engine how bad it was that he offered to trade me. It was a uh, three fifty two. Uh, he offered to trade me a three sixty one. Now the three sixty one was the industrial version of the three sixty. And there weren't many of them put in a pickup truck because they were put in commercial vehicles. And I don't know if you know or not, but commercial vehicles get a lot better fuel mileage per ton than a pickup truck does. And even even a train like the uh, the old uh, diesel electric trains are getting 900 miles per gallon per ton. Whoa. Most vehicles weigh about a ton. So you can see that it's a lot. Yep. Yeah. Why do you think they do that? Well, because they, they make vehicles. Now, this is one of the things I learned later when I was... Uh, learning to be a mechanic, there's two things about vehicles that they look at. First of all, they look at it as a prosthesis. It's actually just something that you can do like an artificial arm to do things you couldn't otherwise do better. Okay, the second thing they've used is it's uh, it's income generating in that they're made to be disposable and they're made to burn fuel. So they, they, it, it's all about making money. They could make vehicles today that would go a million miles with almost no maintenance and get a 1,000 miles to the gallon. No problem. They could do that today. The technology has existed for at least 50 years. Wow. So, yeah. And most of the fuel savers and stuff that I've done, I, when I went to look in the uh, patent office, I found, and by that time, and that was many years ago, and they were just putting things onto uh, computers. And I re- did research in the computer and I found 5,000 patents uh, going back to 1975 that were not on the market, fuel saver mar- uh, patents that weren't on the market. And looking in the physical records, I found one of a fuel saver that I made that uh, can that doubled mileage. It was actually made by Benz of Mercedes Benz back in the early 1900s, just changing over from uh, 1800s to the early 1900s. It was actually patented all the way back then. I had reinvented it, and and went from there. But anyway, so this uh, the shop teacher like. like can I and just say a, something real in. quick? Hold hold this thought. I'm sorry to jump in.
1: Because this to me is mind-blowing to me. Because if we have patents to help you get more bang for your buck when it comes to your fuel, the fuel mileage, and now we got this giant push to get everybody on electric cars, and you're like, it's not going to work. I mean, like you talk to anybody, the, the electric car is going to destroy our electric grids. They're going to annihilate them. They, so I was listening. I, I had a great conversation with Dave Smith. He's like such a smart guy. And um, he was talking about how there's this there's this really intelligent man out there that decided to study green technology. And he studied like electric cars. And he kind of built his own electric car. And he was having a talk with a politician who was running, who was pushing electric cars. And he goes, you know, how, how, how much electricity does an electric car need to charge he goes uh we're not sure we have the research well i mean like like uh a refrigerator does it does it take the amount of energy to refrigerate i don't know the the politician says we're we're doing the research he goes i've done the research it takes 15 refrigerators worth of electricity to get your electric car
2: charged what do you mean by a refrigerator? Like a day charge? Of a like refrigerator? the amount of
1: electricity that a a uh, a uh, 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 a refrigerator uses a day? A day, okay. Now take that; it's fifteen of them for one car.
2: I believe that, yeah. How are we about- gonna do? Yeah. So yeah.
1: now we now uh, now we have uh, you know George is telling us that they've had patents forever that will, we could go a thousand miles. It's like the it's you start to see what's really going on here.
3: How many more cars do you think L.A. Tesla needs for the grid to get fucked up? Because every other car it's is a already, fucking Tesla. It's already, dude. Like, but like, We're having rolling yeah.
1: blackouts. They're telling you not to charge your car. I mean, like, what are we doing here? Sorry, George, you just blew my mind with that. That was mind-blowing um, mind to me that since the early 1900s, we've had the technology for an engine that could go 1,000 miles. Yeah. Yep.
3: Okay, but how much would that gas be if the car, if you only needed one gallon every
0: thousand miles?
3: Yeah. How much? How much you think Chevron would be charging you for gas now? <laughs> I don't think they're gonna leave it at three at, at eight bucks what it is now. So you think they just bang it out to like a hundred dollars a gallon? Something. Like, I mean the word. Because it's all money. It's all money-based. That's why they won't... uh, Well, he's totally
1: right. I mean, these cars break down. Everything's about breaking down. I mean, it's crazy. All right, real quick, I want to tell you guys, uh, you guys got to check out our premium content. We are crushing it right now. Rockfin's got like five of my shows. Xavier Guerrero's on there. Jay Nice with Broken Sim. Uh, Just go to rockfin.com slash... Fall hat, zero, Conspiracy Social Club, or CSC. Uh, also, Broken Sim's up there. And you guys can also see that we have a Patreon for Cash Daddies. People are making money. $20 make you holler, and you get investment advice every day, all the time. From my man, Howie Dewey, we've been crushing it. Johnny, what else you want to say?
2: Uh, yeah, Broken Sim just dropped. It's the 20th anniversary of the comedy documentary Comedian and Ornie Adams, the... Star of that documentary if you ask me is on to uh, talk about it a little bit with us on Broken at just dropped. Check it out. Oh, yep,
1: go check it out uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and we want to tell you about our friends at Copy My Crypto. Guys, listen, the recession is underway. Fuel is through the roof and food prices are insane. People are beginning to lose their homes,
2: but there can be a massive positive to this because recessions are where more wealth is made than in any other time in the economic cycle. Take the last recession. Those who invested in property and stocks more than doubled their money inside two years. But no market rose like crypto where people made 10, 50, even 100 times over the same period. That's what James McMahon did. On his Crypto with James YouTube channel, he told his 21,000 subscribers to invest in the same 26 coins that he did. Had you invested $100 into each of those coins, you'd have been in profit for more than $123,000. $1,000. Wow. His top pick of the year, a crypto called Phantom, went up a staggering 692 times. And remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify it yourself. James will be sharing every coin he buys during this recession on his Copy My Crypto membership site. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest, you simply copy James.
1: So to join the 2,800 members who copy James, go to copymycrypto.com slash Sam. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash S-A-M. It's your call. You can thrive in this recession or be another victim. Go, to, go visit the site and read every word now. So, check out Copy My Crypto. All right. We also want to tell you about our friends at Miracle Brand. Okay. Did you guys know that the temperature at night can be one of the greatest? I- Here we go.
2: Got it. Three, two. One.
1: So, please check out Copy My Crypto. Also, we want to tell you about our friends at Miracle Brand. Okay. Do you guys know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? Did you know that? Okay. If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Brand. Okay. Miracle Brand makes temperature related bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Okay.
2: Using silver infused fabrics, Miracle Brand sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. You get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with natural silver that prevent 99.9% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. That means no more gross odor, Sam. Did you hear that? Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands. These sheets use a premium 500 thread count sateen weave that's made with USA grown Supima cotton, which is one of the highest quality cottons in the whole world. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Clean sheets mean less bacteria to clog your pores and fewer breakouts and other skin problems. So
1: listen, go to trymiracle.com slash tinfoil to try it today. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Be sure to use the promo code tinfoil at checkout to save 40% And get three free towels, okay? Miracle is so confident that their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, satisfied, we'll get you the full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle brand. Go to trymiracle.com slash tinfoil and use the code tinfoil to claim your Free three-piece towel set and save 40% off. Again, that's TryMiracle.com slash TimFoyle. Thank you, Miracle Brand, for sponsoring this episode. Go on with you. Go on. You were talking about your teacher. Sorry.
0: Okay. So anyway, he traded me this engine that had been given to the shop from uh, the manufacturer from Ford because somebody had forgotten to put a wrist pin in in the manufacturing uh, retainer in, and the uh, wrist pin had slid out and made a, a groove in one of the cylinders. So anyway, replaced the cylinder sleeve, brand new engine, put in the pickup truck. Turns out that the Giesbrick brothers, who were laughing so hard because I had bought this old pickup truck that they had thrashed, um, uh, had put a, a different uh, rear end in it. It was a, like a two to one ratio rear end. So every time the drive shaft turns two times, the wheel turns over once, it, which is really high speed. It's usually like more like four to one or something like that. So when the when the vehicle was idling, at about uh, 700, 800 RPM, no more than 1200 RPM, I'd be doing uh, highway speeds, okay? So it it was really low in the idle. And then it turns out that I accidentally installed something called a a motorcraft carburetor, Ford motorcraft carburetor, uh, there was a 2150. And accidentally, when I was tuning it, made the mistake of putting a vacuum to the float bowl, which increased the efficiency of the air bleed system. So with all these things coming together, I and, and of course I was a very good mechanic even back in those days because like I say, anything that needed fixing, you fixed it. So I could do things like uh tune by ear with the uh tuning how making the engine run smooth and, and timing wise and and wow. All of that. So yeah. So the uh it it that's it just all came together and I had a vehicle that that uh outperformed pretty much anything on the road, including the Gisbert brothers. They made this nice little car uh they hopped up a car and they were and we were going on a straight straightaway and they went to pass me one time in this old in this in this car and so i just stepped on the gas and they tried to pass me again i stepped on the gas and they just couldn't pass me in that old pickup truck that they'd laughed at me so hard for (laughs) and then and then a corner was coming up and i knew i couldn't take that corner by that time i was doing like 90 miles an hour so i i couldn't take that corner there was another straight stretch where with that same pickup truck I it just the story is this guy wanted to get into Burns Lake, um, uh, which was five miles away in five, in, in, uh, in five minutes. And I, uh, I, I said, okay, we'll make it. And I, I went from Decker Lake to Burns Lake, which is five miles and mostly straightaway. And it started with a downgrade on the straightaway. So I just, I just put the pedal to the metal and held it there for about four miles and i made it to burns lake in two and a half minutes whoa in a pickup truck four <laughs> miles in two and a half minutes no no no. five miles in two and a half minutes wow but I held it down the floor for, and then yeah, yeah that was going if you hear this song hot rod lincoln yeah i can tell you that's exactly what it's like the telephone poles look like a picket fence the lines on the road just look like dots and the guy beside me was white as a ghost. I tell you, he never drove with me again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that sounds like everyone who gets in the car with me, by the way. <sighs> yeah.
2: That's
1: unbelievable. If I had a car that fast, I would put flames on it just to let everybody know how <laughs> badass I am. That's incredible.
0: So It was a working farm truck, so it, it was mostly dusty. It didn't have flames. <laughs> so did you, did you realize you were onto something? No, no. Back then, I was just doing what I could to to make things work as well as I could, and I didn't even discover this thing uh, about the vacuum to the float bowl till years later. I accidentally did it again, and and got insane mileage, like almost 90 miles to the gallon, in a in a uh, uh, was a it was a GMC truck at that particular point. But so, anyway, so the I,
1: real question is, with this killer car, did you get any chicks, bro?
0: Oh no!
1: You didn't yeah, even well, get yeah. chicks, bro. Yes, I, you invented this cool didn't, car. Didn't, That's women. No, no that. I
0: didn't invent it to get chicks. No, I uh, <laughs> I, just, I just did a good. I, I I did date, but the but it didn't have anything to do with the truck. Uh, later, it was it did some good things with uh, the ladies. Like I have stories, but <laughs> nobody nobody no girl was attracted to me because of this beat up old pickup. I can assure you of that. <laughs>
1: I'd be racing for pinks everywhere, bro. I'd be like, "Who wants to race for? A pink? Look at this beat up truck. You're gonna kill me, but we'll put. I mean, I'm. I mean, do you want? I mean, you want to put up pinks?
2: Sandbagging people. Yeah. Bam!
1: <laughs> Just like oh, I see, you know, you got a fleet a of cars. Your dad's like, "What are you doing, man? How are you getting all these cars?
0: There's a story. I we had a, a client uh, when I was working as a mechanic uh, in my own shop. The who had a 1954. Uh, international pickup, you know, with the big bulgy fenders and all that kind of stuff. He put a Corvette drivetrain underneath it. And then we hooked up all my fuel savers and and efficiency devices to it. And he used to race the stock cars with that truck, come up to a stoplight and go boom, 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 boom. And he'd he'd give the little, you know, (laughs) and he wiped them every time. Yeah, I would Without have it, been yeah.
1: racing. I would own the whole <laughs> town, bro. i have been mean, like, I'd become Hertz rent a car in that town. You'd have to rent your car back from me, <laughs> you know. So, 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 you got this. After a couple of years, you realize you're
0: on to something. So, what, what did you, did you do anything with this? Well, yeah, I started a business with uh, fuel, fuel savers. Eventually, when I when I uh, quit working for, I, I worked in a, I worked in a lot of places. Jack, uh, jack of all trades. And as I traveled around uh, in my pickup truck, I, I did a lot of work. And then, But when I finally got back and had gone to college a couple of times and started my own business, I started with fuel savers. And at that point, I invented the, what they called the carburetor enhancer, which was this vacuum device that you could put on a carburetor, the vacuum assembly. And people could go to a, a hardware store, buy $15 worth of parts, and increase their fuel economy by a, a by an average or minimum of uh, like 75% of the vehicles got at least a 25% gain in their fuel mileage. So that, that did really, that launched my uh, inventing business and, and I've been self-employed ever since. Wow. It
1: was in 84. Wow. Yeah. So, so you went and set up shop and you, people, people were, were, this was in 84. So you're trying to get the word out. Um, did, how did you, how did you let people know you had this technology?
0: It was not hard to put the word out. I had people lined up in my driveway waiting for the appointments. I was booked six months or sorry, six weeks, excuse me, six weeks in advance. Uh, and I realized there's no way that I could help more people. The only way I could help more people was to uh, write a book. And I, I wrote an instruction manual called the carburetor enhancer manual. And, told people how to do this and I sold hundreds of thousands of these carburetor enhancer manuals and eventually kits so that people wouldn't even have to go to the hardware store. They could just get a kit yeah. and just became an, uh, um, it, at that point it was a mail order business. And then back in the uh, mid nineties, I, I started converting over into being a online business so that by the early two thousands, I was fully online.
1: Did you do any late night info commercials? <laughs>
0: That's a that's a good story. It was one of the reasons why I wrote a book. Because the, uh, yeah, but wait, there's more, you know. So, there's, uh, uh, the, I was approached by one of these late night uh, commercial peoples, and they actually made a commercial with the carburetor enhancer. And then they, they discovered, the, the people who were the accountants or movers or shakers discovered that anybody could go to a hardware store and pick up the parts. There was no patent. There was no uh, trade secrets or anything like that. And they said, well, anybody could bypass us. Why would we want to do this? And so they dropped me. And that's when I realized the only way I was really going to make money on it is to teach people how to do it, which leads to another quick little story. Uh, I was selling the package for like $15 and this one guy set up in his town. Uh, it was two mechanics, uh, in two different locations. So it was four mechanics putting these things on like I was six weeks in, uh, um, booked and he he pretty much did his entire town with the carburetor enhancers and he retired and <laughs> he bought an RV, drove to me first, shook my hand and he said, see that RV? I bought it with uh, doing your carburetor enhancer and uh, and now I'm retired and I'm going out to see the world. And I I made $4 on that. Wow. <laughs> How'd that make you feel? <laughs> Oh man, a lot of feelings go through your head when that kind of thing happens. However, I make $4 on a couple hundred thousand transactions. I did okay.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, George, you're a good guy. I could like George got good energy, right? I mean, he's laughing. At this guy G- retired off his idea and he's laughing about it. And that's how, you know, George is a good guy. And it's like, that's abundance, man. You give it away. You help other people and you help society and humanity. And it comes back to you. And it's like, some people get angry, want to sue everybody. But at the end of the day, like you just helped a lot of people. And I think that's amazing. And, you know, if you don't, I mean, like, it's just unbelievable. I I, I want to hear more about this story because at some point I I think there has to be some somebody has to come and say something to you because that's the, what I'm waiting for. Yeah, so I'm just like, like where where's the doom and gloom? There can't be it <laughs> can't be sunshine and blue skies. But uh, so 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 you're you're doing this website, you're doing all that. Things are moving well for you. What happens next?
0: Well. <clears throat> There wasn't a website for a while, uh, but as you can imagine, and I was more or less concentrating on fuel savers. So I I, I learned about this thing called Brown's Gas. And uh, it, it Brown's Gas, theoretically, the, the guy who was doing it in, in uh, Australia was researching using the gas to hopefully run cars on water, which has been one of my lines of research as well. Uh, I can't do that, but the Brown's Gas does enhance the combustion of, of uh, carbon-based fuels, and again <clears throat> i at this point i'm looking for a fuel saver that can work on fuel injected vehicles because carbureted vehicles were going away mm-hmm. so the uh, and, the, and the, the device i developed called the Hyzor could do that it, it was uh, brown's gas for vehicles and there and so i was in brown's gas but i got the brown's gas originally not for vehicles i just happened to do the research and and find out that it increased combustion efficiency uh I got it because I heard that you could weld uh, plastic to titanium or things like that with the gas using uh, the Brown's gas as a replacement for acetylene. Now that's a myth, by the way, you can't, but I, I, as an inventor, I build things that aren't on the shelf. So I, I learned all different kinds of uh, welding techniques and, and ways of putting things together So I wanted Brown's gas in my own shop. And I'm really glad I did too. I haven't used the uh, acetylene for uh, well, probably since 1996. Since I've had uh, Brown's gas electrolyzers large enough to produce enough gas to replace acetylene in a normal oxyacetylene torch, and I, so my bottles just sit there. I I, uh, I only ever uh, fired them up in order to demonstrate the difference between acetylene flame and a and a Brown's gas flame. So so, so <laughs> real quick before we get into that, for
1: those who may not be familiar with past shows that we've had about Brown's gas, what is
0: Brown's gas? That's a really good question. Bam, okay.
1: I'm on fire. Today.
0: <laughs> you are. You really are. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Brown's gas is where you split water into <clears throat> hydrogen and oxygen. Um, and it turns out that it isn't like the Faraday electrolyzers that when you put hydrogen out one, ga- one hose and oxygen out the other hose, the uh, Brown's gas uh, puts all the gases out the same hose. And in the middle of the electrolyzer, it turns out in a Brown's gas electrolyzer, a third gas is made, which I call electrically expanded water. So, in other words, water has soaked up electricity until it's become a gaseous form that is not water vapor or steam. If you cool it, it doesn't condense like steam will condense if Whoa. you cool it. This gas, it, so it's a third gas that comes out as well as the hydrogen and oxygen. So, you've got these three gases coming out of the hose. And they can do things that uh, just plain hydrogen, for example, can't do. So the regular electrolyzers, they would uh, make hydrogen come out, One the Faraday electrolyzers, and then use the hydrogen, um, pure hydrogen. It's very pure when it's made that way uh, in various ways. So that's what Brown's gas is. It's the mixture coming out of an electrolyzer specifically designed not to separate the gases as the electrolysis is happening.
1: That's super interesting. Johnny, did you understand that?
2: <laughs> N- not really. No. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I'm pretty dumb. So um so so when you're saying these hoses, so you got water, right? You're and you're using some kind of electrical system to to do something to the water that splits it. Up is that what I'm understanding? And there yes, comes a moment where there's obviously we know is H2O is water. We, I mean, we do you know yes, that? Okay, yeah, we yeah. all know that, yes, right? I'm not because I mean I, I don't know anything but H2O. And you have a process in which you separate the H from the O. But what you're saying is there's also a third thing there that that forms and it's this gas. Is that what we're talking about here? Right. Okay. So right
0: in the middle, if you have a transparent electrolyzer, and that's what I discovered in 1996, I, I was making electrolyzers that were transparent. So and le- le- electrolyzers are, I, mean, I
1: hate cutting you off, so I'm going to get <clears throat> killed in the comments section. I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. Wait, what, electrolyzers, that is what electrifies the water? Is that what we're talking about? Or what exactly does an electrolyzer do?
0: Yes, it's called, the, the chemical process is called electrolysis. Okay. And that's where you're, you're actually splitting the water uh, into the hydrogen and oxygen. You're actually breaking the atomic bonds. And it takes quite a lot of energy to do that. So what they usually do is put something called a catalyst in there as well. Uh, in my case, I, I tested thousands of catalysts and, and uh, concentrations. I, there's a whole story on that as well. And I decided that lye was the most practical and, uh, and so we use lye as the catalyst to lower the uh, energy necessary to break apart the water molecules. And and when you're breaking apart the water molecules, you, you have two, elec- uh, two electrodes. Just think of them as plates, like metal, metal plates that are in the water. And one is called a cathode and one is called an anode. Hydrogen forms on the cathode and oxygen forms on the anode. <clears throat> okay. So... Normally there's a membrane in the middle that prevents the hydrogen and, and oxygen gases from mixing, but that membrane also prevents something called an electron bridge, which which forms as the electricity moves from the cathode to the anode in the nor- in the Brown's Gas Electrolyzer. It actually uses the, the, um, the water with the lye in it as a wire, if you will, it's a conductor, okay? Yes. So it conducts the electricity from one to the other, so the electrolysis can happen on either side, the hydrogen and the oxygen, but because there's no membrane in the middle, you end up with this uh, water stuffing technique that I was talking about with the uh, electrically expanded water so that that forms in the middle. And you can actually see the bubbles coming right out of the middle of the fluid. Like you see bubbles coming off the uh, cathode with the hydrogen. You see bubbles coming off the anode with the oxygen, but you see bubbles coming right out of the middle of the fluid. I have pictures of it that uh, show the, uh, it, that's this third gas that makes the electrolyzers over efficient. If you're going by by uh, Faraday uh, equations, so in other words, you're making 30% more gas than 100%. So 130% gas coming out of the out of the Browns gas electrolyzers. Now, obviously, that's not that can't happen, and it, and it isn't happening because what's actually happening is that the electrically expanded water. Is a side effect of the electrolysis, the Brown's gas electrolysis. It's actually water; it hasn't been split, so it's not part of the Faraday equations that say a certain amount of amperage splits a certain amount of water. So the uh, uh, so what's happening is you're putting in a certain amount of amperage, but you're getting more gas out than you than you should, if you will, and that and it's because some of the water has converted into this gaseous form that is the uh, electrically expanded water. So all of these together make the Browns gas, and the Browns gas is more uh, reactive when you're when you're cutting metal, for example, when you're cutting iron, you can cut the iron faster, about 30% faster than any other torch fuel gas, Um, because it oxidizes better. It has all this extra energy. In fact, it's very strange. There's a place on the internet where you can look and you can see me waving my hand through a Browns gas flame, and it's not burning my hand. And you take that same flame, no adjustments. And you put it against the uh, uh, ceramic that they use in the space shuttles when the space shuttles are re-entering. It's, this ceramic is made to take a lot of heat—yeah, like 5,000 degrees or something—and the—and uh, the flame will burn right through it. What? It won't, it won't burn through your hand, but it'll burn right through that space shuttle ceramic.
1: Why door. does it do that? How does it know?
2: what do you mean how does it know
1: well how does it know now why why doesn't it burn your hand but then it burns like a solid object
2: oh right i mean that's just a chemical reaction of some kind right it's an it's an electrical reaction electrical what's
0: happening is the flame you can think of it it's not a heat flame it radiates very little temperature when it like a hydrogen flame is like uh, i think it's 240 sorry about 270 degrees fahrenheit
2: Oh, yeah, so, we were going to call you out on that. Good thing you corrected yourself there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, it's very low temperature. The flame itself, you can hold your hand right, right next to the flame, and it doesn't. Uh, it, it won't burn your hand. You can hold the torch tip. The torch tip doesn't heat up. It Like a settling torch uh, tip, you can hold it, and it doesn't heat up. So what's happening is it, it's a very cool flame, but a high-energy flame because of the electrons that I was just talking about. Okay, So you have this electrical energy. You can think of it as a jet of electricity. Yeah. And w- when you apply that jet of electricity to your hand, which has a lot of water in it, uh, for example, if you, if you put the flame into a glass of water, it won't boil the water, but you put it against the glass itself, it'll burn right through the glass.
1: Oh. So
0: what happens is the, uh, the, the electricity, the electrons, dissipate very quickly in water. Water can take that away. Your hand is mostly water. So it, it just doesn't heat up very much. But the, but the space shuttle ceramic was highly resistant to electricity. So when you put the electricity right into the molecular structure of that ceramic, it heats up white hot and melts, and it'll even vaporize if it needs to, to get rid of all that excess energy because it can't just dissipate it.
1: That's incredible. That's incredible. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. So we had a lot of fun with that.
0: That's I like just shit
3: got, that, like in high school, it's like things that they should have like
0: yeah, they should be
2: teaching. It, you, yeah. But
1: it's like, man, that's, I would love to see that. I would love to see that too. Right, that would be cool stuff. So you got this going. You learned all.
0: You got this invention, and and what do you want to do with it? Okay, so so far we've talked about two Brown's gas inventions. The first one being the one that increases the fuel economy of vehicles, and now we've got the one with the torch. Now, what happened, and I was selling these what I called water torches, which was electrolyzers large enough to fuel a torch, but I wasn't making a lot of money with that. Uh, there were several reasons for it, one of which I'm a, not a good businessman. Okay. <laughs> so we get we get one of my customers. I have no idea why. None. <clears throat> no idea why he did this. He bubbled the Brown's gas in water and then took that water, soaked a cotton ball, put it in a in a bottle cap and taped it to a melanoma on his forehead. What? And he re-soaked that, uh, that uh, cotton ball several times a day, and in three weeks' time, his melanoma was gone. What? Whoa. Okay. I have no idea why he did that. I have no idea how the inspiration came. Nothing. And I didn't believe him. This was, again, back in 1996. I, all this brown stuff was happening in the early 90s, to and, and full-blown by, uh, by 96. So, anyway... I was selling his water torches back then, and that and this guy did that. So I didn't believe him. And what I did was I uh, I sent out to my mailing list that this was a possible there was a possible therapeutic use of the gas. It could be healthful, benef- uh, beneficially, and uh, and people started doing that. They started bubbling the gas. Now I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> but a lot of other people did. And and these stories started coming in, all these testimonials of people who were uh, getting a lot of health benefits, amazing health benefits from the bubbling of the water. So uh, and and we had a fellow by the name of uh, Lloyd Jacob who uh, lives in Spokane, Washington, who as uh, a chiropractor and he started using the gas uh, externally uh, to uh, to treat people. Like uh, if you have a sore muscle, he put the gas on there with a cup, uh, and he. And, and muscles would immediately become not sore, uh, and all these external things that could happen as well, like uh, putting the water with the uh, melanoma thing. That has been uh, um, duplicated, by the way, in Germany, and there's pictures of that on the eagle-research.life website, so people can actually see the pictures of that. So the... Um, where you got uh, he took care of skin cancer? This guy had had uh, oh. a lot of skin cancer on his What head do you reckon people... the Whoa. mechanism
2: is there? What's the mechanism there?
0: Oh man, that's a good question too, and a long explanation. But it uh, <clears throat> it has to do. Let's start with. Uh, 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 hey guys, is there a possibility we could take a break? Yeah, are you okay? Just a quick break. Yeah, sure. Everything all right? Okay. Uh, I just gotta pee. Okay. So go people. All right.
1: Today, I want to tell you about our friends at True Classic. They are sponsoring today's show. This is the brand that makes t-shirts that actually fit. Not, so, not to mention, super soft. When you're jacked, finding the right shirt is super frustrating. What? I'm not going to throw it all out. I'm not going to say any of it. I'm telling you this right now. At the end of the day, this is the best shirt I've ever worn. You could go ask Dana, hit Dana up. Every time I put on this shirt, I just go, it hides my angles, okay? I got some angles. I got some cheat cheese, and I got a gut. And it hides all that. I've never felt better, and I'm, this is not me BSing you. This is the truth. I've never felt better than when I put on a true classic shirt. I don't know what it is, man, but I just got bad angles, and most shirts look like I'm—I I could breastfeed. Okay, big time, big time. right? Absolutely, what? yeah. Johnny, okay, that's another discussion, Johnny. That's another discussion. I don't need you fu- coming at me and making me feel worse about my body. Stop body
2: shaming me, just Johnny. Saying you're right, man. You're yeah, right. Most shirts, your chichi show up, and not in these shirts.
1: Okay, Johnny. That's fine. Yes. Me true and XG Cl- were
3: talking about it before the show.
1: You were talking about how True Classics makes my chi go away? Absolutely. Especially, oh,
2: especially on
3: stage.
1: They're yeah, gone. They're yeah, gone. Yeah, I, I have no I'm
3: Chi-Chi list.
1: You would think <laughs> okay. you were in
2: great shape in that shirt right yeah, there. Yeah, you
1: would think. I do work out every day, Johnny. Please stop. The, yeah, I do try guy and I work out. I lift weights. Sometimes pink, but they are lifted. Okay? <laughs> but the point is, with, tr- with True Classic, I've never felt comfortable. And you know, there's a lot of guys out there you're working all the time you don't eat as well as you want to and sometimes you gain a little weight you get a little weird angles with true classic you don't have to worry about it because it's the great eraser bro it is the great i feel the best i wore true classic every night at the fest comedy festival i was just at and i feel much better in it i just feel like i I still have a little zest in me okay so i want to thank true classic for this and if you want to try it okay they're giving a wonderful Awesome deal for a limited time. You get 25% off with the promo code TINFOIL. All right? It's about time you feel better. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Class, okay? Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code tin foil free shipping included on the purchase over $100 that's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code tinfoil strengthen your core feel better about yourself look humpable okay <laughs> you want to get laid once in a while try a true classic it will help true classic look good feel good all right we're back here we go uh so what were you
0: were johnny were you asking a question no. Yeah, we were about to, why oh. does it work?
2: Oh, yes, yes, the oh, mechanism, yeah. right. Yes,
0: the mechanism. Okay, so uh, a little background, quick little background. We are 62% hydrogen by volume. Not by weight, but by volume, we are 62% hydrogen. We often don't get as much hydrogen as we should. Most of us are hydrogen deficient. If you have, for example, a scar on your body, or like, I point to my forehead because I had a scar on my forehead, Um, If you have a scar or any of those kind of things, you are hydrogen-deficient, and most of us are. Okay, Uh, when you're hydrogen-deficient, your body does what it needs to to preserve life. Like, for example, if you're out in uh, the cold and your body's getting cold, it will shut off blood flow to your extremities to preserve core temperature. Your body knows how to survive, so it starts shutting off extraneous systems, for example, the first thing it shuts off is your body's regeneration system. So you age, uh, you get scars, like it just patches a wound instead of actually healing it, that sort of thing. So you your regeneration system shuts off. If you're still a hydrogen deficient, your immune systems start to shut off. And there's lots of different kinds of immune systems in your body. And then if you're still hydrogen deficient, your organs start to fail and you die. So most people are going along with this chronic hydrogen deficiency and their immune systems aren't working like they should. So the 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 body doesn't get rid of the cancer like it should. So once the uh, uh, you start feeding the body hydrogen one way or another, like, for example, the people putting the hydrogen on the head, uh, on the skin, then the skin gets what it needs nutritionally to turn back on what it needs to get rid of uh, scars or cancer or any of those kind of things. You regenerate and they've discovered in mouse studies for example rodent studies excuse me because they did it in rats as well um that the lifespan was increased the healthful lifespan of the rodents was increased by 30 to 50% and in one particular uh, rat study it was way more than 50% and they they ended up euthanizing the rats because the study was ended and they didn't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: the, the rats just kept living <laughs> Would you just let the guy go live? Go, Just throw him outside. (laughs) Let him go live. Well, we got to kill you. Why? Why you got to kill me? You kept me alive. Let me go. Throw me in the forest. Let me battle. That's crazy. So
0: so that's the the mechanism is that you're getting nutrition. The hydrogen is your most important nutrition, and you're getting your nutrition that your body needs. Now, most people don't get the hydrogen that they need because you can't inhale it like air. Air, you're getting your nitrogen and your oxygen, but there's very little hydrogen in air. So you get your hydrogen from your food, what's called hydrocarbons. So the the hydrogen is is, uh, attached to the food, but it's really, really, really strongly attached to the food. And so your body's digestive system is made in such a way that it can actually break that off eventually. So you start with the mastication and the and the uh, enzymes that the, that the mouth puts in the food, and it goes into the acid bath of your tummy, and then it goes into your lower intestines with the bile and, and some microbiome there. And by the time it gets to your colon, just before it exits your body, there's specialized bacteria are supposed to be there, specialized bacteria that actually finish breaking off the hydrogen from the uh, um, hydrocarbons, and then the hydrogen goes into your bloodstream through your colon wall, through your, just, just before it exits. So Dude, the universe if-
1: is so amazing, right? I mean, like, think about that. Right before it's about the, uh, say, go, leave your body. These little enzymes go to work and they bust off the hydrogen. It's And you just believe that we're randomly on a planet hurling through space and that just, just all just happened out of... I mean, like, it, it's so mind-blowing to me. If you don't believe in a higher design, I don't know what to do. That statement alone is just blows my mind.
3: Specific bacteria, he said. Yeah. Specific bacteria meant to do just that. Blows just blows my mind. It just
1: blows my mind how unique the universe is. We are. It makes now, me want to cry.
0: The, the, what we do is mess up God's plan by making things like glyphosate and artificial sweeteners and, and, and uh, oh. antibiotics. And <clears throat> truly, antibiotics are a great invention, have saved a lot of people, probably even me. But when you put them down in your digestion, they kill the good bacteria as well as the bad bacteria. Oh, no. And then you've killed these bacteria that they break the hydrogen off from your body and your immune system suffers in a longer term. Yes, you've solved the short-term problem with the antibiotics, but now long-term, you're you're having immune system issues. So you have to somehow either regenerate those bacteria or you have to take supplemental hydrogen, which is what I do. I've got my Browns gas machine here so that when I'm on my uh, computer, I can uh, inhale the Browns gas like I'm doing right now. So the uh, and so I, I usually put it on during an interview like this so that people don't think I'm on oxygen or something. <laughs> 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 I'm healthy looking because I am healthier than I was uh, years ago, and I can actually I'm stronger now than I was when I was 40. So it's uh, and that was 25 years ago.
3: How how much do you recommend? Oh, you're
1: 65.
3: Yeah. Wow.
1: Dude, give me three of those machines.
3: <laughs>
1: you can look.
0: It was only um, in. I, I started inhaling the gas in uh, March of 2016, and you can see the first time I inhaled it. I have it up on my YouTube channel because uh, there's there's a bit of a story on on that. But if you look at that, you'll see that my 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 hair was whiter and I had less of it. And uh, although I have it cut short right now, but it's it's actually up to here, and it was down to here. So, I so my hair was growing back. It's turned gray instead of white, and I've, and my mustache has has uh, grown back mostly uh, dark again. I, I I look a lot younger now than I did when I was uh, at just four, what would that be now six years ago, six, 2016. And yeah,
3: for how long do you sit there and inhale it? Thirty minutes, an
2: hour a day.
0: Oh, I, I kind of go overboard, if you will. I, I I sit at my computer way too many hours. Is there so a risk it,
2: to that? Is there any risk to overexposure? Can we, we OD on None this stuff? No. no. Right. In
0: fact, Fantastic. it's all you're doing is replacing the nitrogen-oxygen mixture with a uh, about 1% of that is is replaced with a hydrogen-oxygen mixture. And hydrogen is 100% benign. There's nothing... Well, our bodies are mostly hydrogen already, right? So if we... And there's some theories that the back in biblical times uh, when there was the firmament and stuff, it's possible that, that there was actually hydrogen in our atmosphere. And that might be why Adam and Moses lived 900 years kind of thing. Oh, so my
1: God, dude. Yeah. That is crazy, bro. I'm down, dude. I am so down. Oh, bro. And, uh, I'm going to get... This is my Christmas gift for everybody. <laughs> you get hydrogen, hey.
3: brown glass. You get hydrogen, brown That's a great gift. youth. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mad.
0: Yeah, we should definitely get that on Oprah and say, <sighs>
3: You got it! You got it! <laughs>
1: so, so, you, 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 you breathe. So, like, what... Like, do you sit there literally all day with it on? Or is like, what do you recommend if someone was to get this? What would they, what would they?
0: Based on what I've discovered so far with thousands of people inhaling this and, uh, and, and I've got uh, like over, I I have thousands and thousands of machines out there now. Uh, And it seems to me that if you're a healthy person uh, and you inhale for about an hour a day, that's a good maintenance. And if you're, if you have issues like uh, Parkinson's or uh, in, in any kind of like cancer, any of these kind of things, uh, then I, I recommend at least eight hours a day, which you can sleep with it. Mm-hmm. Lots of people sleep with oxygen. You can just use the same technique to sleep with the Brown's gas. So then it doesn't disturb your day. Most people are supposed to get seven, eight hours of sleep in anyway. And there you go.
1: I'm in, dog. I'm in. So listen, (laughs) there's no way everybody's just cool with you. Hawking this stuff, and i I Hawking was the not the quick word the, there's no way, and I'm sorry about that. I, I didn't mean to put that on there and because I don't hawking. think you're hawking no i i I really love this, and that was the wrong word to use there. so my apologies on that so with you with you letting the masses know about this because I feel like that's what you're doing you've you've discovered something amazing about where we live and who we are, and you're spreading the word out, and you obviously have like you really high frequency vibrations coming off you. You, I, you you seem like such a good dude and you're out there and you're pushing all this stuff and letting people know about the power of, of this Brown gas and what I mean, there's no way everyone, they're just good with you. So doing- uh,
2: yeah. I guess Sam's asking now, have you had any, uh, any, it received any apparent threats or, uh, maybe implied threats from, uh, I um, mean, you. Had, the powers people have that Had to be. show up. Going okay. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Any weirdness?
1: There, you, there's too much love out there. You're, you're spreading too much love and kindness to the world.
0: I have some really interesting stories. When I was in the fuel saver business, I still am, but I, but I put it aside for the time being. I'm still a fuel saver expert, Come but back. we need you <laughs> that for the time being. But I was investigated by various government agencies seven times. They, uh, all the investigations eventually came up with nothing because there was not a single customer complaint. So the uh, so d- like the state attorney generals and consumer uh, Canada, consumer corporate affairs Canada, all these all these various agencies that uh, investigated my business, they it came to nothing. I was uh, I, my phone's my phone was tapped and and the operator told me that. Now that was back in the day when there was party line. Okay, Uh, people with cell phones these days may not know what that is. But uh, what that meant was four or 10 people shared a phone line between different houses and and anybody who picked up the phone in one house could hear what was going on in another house kind of thing. Well, what I did was I bought all four lines on this one particular party line to do my business with. So there shouldn't have been anybody else on that line. And I was getting some weirdness in the in the uh, telephone. So what I did is I called the operator because that's what you did in those days and got an actual physical person. And she said, okay, I'll run a trace on the line. And she says, there's somebody else on your line. <laughs> I said, no, there's not. I, I paid for all four of these. And then she realized, I guess, what was going on and stuff. So the, it, just on and on and on. Lots of stories about when I was a, a suppression in the fuel saver business. Now, it turns out, there's ways around a lot of this suppression. And I'd learned a lot of that back then, which is one of the reasons I'm telling you about it now, because I've applied a lot of those techniques in my business now. And I've so far I may be monitored. I don't know. I usually am. I just assume I am um, because I was monitored so much back in the day, even followed around lots of stories, uh, <laughs> but, but I've had no overt uh, um, investigations, or letters, or threats, or anybody approaching me, or any of those things. And I think one of the reasons is because I'm I'm actually teaching people how to do it themselves. Again, I, I build a machine, and people can buy it. But you can bu- buy my books, and you can build the Brown's gas machines yourself. You don't you don't have to buy a machine from me or anybody. Uh, the 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 books I sell are the best there are out there uh, as far as making an efficient, uh, Brown's gas electrolyzer, and you can build it yourself. And a lot of people did have, so I, I think that's part of it in that I'm not the sole uh, place where they could suppress me and stop the technology. That's, that's a, that's a big issue. And then the next phase of what I'm doing, obviously I'm selling, uh, the, the devices, but I'm, I'm going to teach people how to build the exact same devices that I'm using myself. Uh, to, to make my business seven figure business. So anybody in their backyard or, or I say backyard, cause it was back in the day I was a uh, backyard mechanic, but in a garage or a basement or any, any place uh, like I was, I started my electrolyzer business in a 27 foot RV that doesn't take a lot of room to get started and, and uh, make a decent income. So I'm, I'm making a course that teaches people how to build these machines so that I Because, again, it goes back to that uh, thing I was talking about before. I had people lined up my driveway six weeks in uh, pre-appointments, but I'm just one person. We need billions of these things. We need them out there, but hundreds of millions and billions of these uh, electrolyzers. I want to put one in every home, to paraphrase uh, Henry Ford. I, I want at least one in every home. We have three in our home. So the uh, so it's convenient where you sit down on the couch uh, to do the TV or at the bedside you we just have them already. So the the point is to have them around and it will revolutionize health there, There'll be very little reason for anybody to ever go to a hospital unless they get a uh, uh, broken bone there, there's I look at these drug things on TV these commercials on TV and they we won't even pay attention to the side effects right now but the various things that they can do, This gas does all of that. It helps the body heal and you actually heal. Whereas doctors, and doctors know this, doctors know that they don't heal any, honest doctor knows that they don't heal anybody. The body always heals itself. The best a doctor can do is put the body in a state where it can heal itself. And doctors these days are taught to be drug pushers because it's much more profitable to mitigate symptoms than it is to heal disease what i think is better is to actually heal the disease it's like back in the day when i was in the fuel saver business catalytic converters i i hated catalytic converters because i was under the impression it's a lot better idea to burn the fuel in the engine than to burn it in the exhaust it just just me you know just i have this idea
2: <laughs> that's funny so if we're
0: gonna, so if you're gonna uh, heal, uh, get well. Why don't you heal, actually get healthy rather than just mitigate the symptoms? It, and so this is this is one of the reasons why I think one of these needs to be in every home. And so what I want to do is train people locally, everywhere in the world, to make these machines in in their local towns uh, or even neighborhoods and and be local. They could they could rent them out. They can. Uh, Distribute them in various ways to make money locally where I can't do it in one location, uh, uh worldwide. So I, I, we want to backtrack a little bit.
1: You've recently, uh, sadly had uh, the passing of your wife and that's kind of inspired you to, to kind of reach out and help people. And your brother helped you kind of telling you to breathe. And can you get into a little bit about that and what you learned from that whole process?
0: Okay, so let's back up and do a little bit of history, which I uh, we, we kind of glossed over, and I apologize. No, it's not your fault,
1: brother. It's my fault.
0: <laughs> All right. I didn't believe the guy who cured the melanoma on his forehead. I didn't. Uh, that was in 1996. Enough testimonials started to come in from 1996 until uh, 2005 when I decided I'm going to do that myself. I'm going to bubble some Brown's gas in water and drink it myself. And I did that, and in the and because I try things myself, like make my own fuel saver, then teach people how to do it. I I wouldn't recommend something to someone without doing it myself. So in the next couple of years, I didn't get sick. I was drinking the Browns Gas water every day, all the water I drank. I I generally don't drink coffee or coke or anything like that, so I was just drinking water anyway. Uh, and I was doing this Browns Gas bubbled water, which we've learned is very helpful for many reasons, which we won't get into now. The point is. I used to get sick uh, with the cold or flu three times a winter, like clockwork. I just guarantee it and went through a lot of medicine and tissues and blowing my nose. And uh, I didn't get sick for two winters. I thought, this is okay, And there's no other side effects. So I I recommended to people. And I also developed what was called the ER50, Eagle Research 50 liters per hour uh, tabletop. Electrolyzer. It looked like a conglomeration of pipes. It was made out of uh, plumbing pipes and stuff. Uh, and and I sold those. I sold thousands of those. And people started asking me, "Can we inhale the gas?" They were getting all these these health gains from bubbling the water, and they started to say, "Can we inhale the gas?" And I'm sitting here with the gas inhaling. Yeah, so kind right. of, I look stupid at this particular you point. You look great. And, mm-hmm. and what I'm saying, I told people not to inhale the gas because i was used to using it as a combustible gas i knew it could cut steel increase the combustion efficiency of vehicles i knew it made a nice big bang when you put it in a balloon and then lit the balloon on fire don't do that in your house by the way (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but for those guys that like to have a big bang you could do that outside and it it makes a nice big bang so and, and i have videos online on the combustion on the combustion on my youtube channel so people can see the gas when it when it goes bang and, and burns and the different phases of combustion and all that kind of thing so i was used to it, it would be an explosive gas and i'm thinking putting an explosive gas in your lungs is not a good idea
1: right uh, then in uh,
0: december, of 20, uh, 15, december of 2015 december of 2015 one of my customers sent me a video of a Korean hydrogen bar that was using Brown's gas. I knew it was Brown's gas because I, I, I recognized the epoch uh, um, machines that they were using. I, I'm familiar with Brown's gas machines all over the world. And I realized uh, again, I was wrong. See an inventor is wrong 99% of the time. Okay. Just, just know that I have to be okay with being wrong. I'm wrong a lot. So, but I was wrong this time, and I and I misinformed a lot of people because I realized that as soon as you mix the gas with enough air, it becomes non-combustible. This is an, a known phenomenon of combustible gases. I should have realized it right from the start. If I just put a little bit of gas in with a lot of air that I'm inhaling, I'm not inhaling a combustible mixture. Yes, the gas in the tube is combustible, but as soon as it mixes with the air going in my nose, it is not combustible. Oh. <laughs> So it was totally safe to breathe, and this brings me to, this is a little difficult for me to say and tell, but it's important. Okay, God had informed me that Brown's Gas was therapeutically helpful uh, in 1996 with the guy with the melanoma. He informed me over the years, it took nine years before I started drinking the water myself, And then I went from 2007 until uh, 2016, it turns out, but 2016, before I even started to inhale the gas. My late wife got sick in the early 2000s with uh, an autoimmune disease that uh, was called lupus and you could get severe lupus or not very much lupus, but in any case, we battled that disease with her organs gradually failing. From the early 2000s, and she died in March of 2016. That was my late wife. I'm she sorry. was an amazing woman, amazing, amazing woman. I, I could go on and on. And um, it turns out that after I, I she died, I decided, and and I was I was I was out of it at that at that point when she passed. My brother was with me, as you had said. And I I literally, my, my legs turned to rubber. I couldn't stand up. He held me in a bear hug and and held me up as I cried on his shoulder. And, and he said, I'm going to tell you something that Tanaj, that was my late wife, told me. He said, breathe. He says, she told me to breathe when he was having a problem. And so he told me to breathe. And it was like a, a message from my late wife. And I did start taking breaths. In fact, there were several times during the on the next uh, uh, few weeks when I would real I'd realize that my chest was hurting so bad, I'd actually forgotten to breathe. My grief was so bad that I my body was just like trying to shut down. Just try I would, I I don't even I didn't even know it was possible to not breathe spontaneously. So my chest would be hurting, and I'd have to I'd have to take a breath consciously in order to stay alive so anyway i kept remembering to breathe and my uh i i was taking care of funeral arrangements and all all the kind of things that i needed to do i uh, i couldn't even sleep in our bed i never slept in that bed again I, I i was sleeping on the couch i was actually sitting on the couch sleeping on the couch i was pretty much on the couch i, I couldn't even really move and uh i decided that i would I would to do something. I had one of my ER 50s sitting there where I could bubble water. And I thought, you know what? This guy sent me a video of the, of the Korean hydrogen bar. I'm going to rig up this ER 11 uh, ER, excuse me, 50 to inhale Brown's gas fry. And at that point, I really didn't care if I lived or died. I really didn't. And I thought, you know what? I will videotape myself doing this for the very first time. In case something happens, and uh, then at least people know what was going on. <laughs> so, so I did, and uh, I inhaled for about 15 minutes that first time, and I didn't sleep that night. I I was totally alert and wide awake. And even now, when I'm sitting at the computer uh, for hours at a time, and I and I start to feel a little foggy because and and uh, and not wanting to pay attention, I put on the brown's gas, and it just brightens up. I, I, it's better than drinking a cup of coffee. It doesn't have any of the coffee buzz or anything like there's no side effects. So anyway, it, it really helps the brain function. I, I was seriously depressed. I can understand why it is that so many spouses follow their, uh, their mates when one of them dies. I, I just about did. The Brown's gas saved me. I didn't realize it at the time, but it's been now since uh, uh, confirmed that It lifts depression when you're, when you're, when you're uh, inhaling the gas, it's almost impossible to be depressed. Interestingly enough. Okay. So I realized after a month's time and there was lots of things happening to my body. I, but all good things, all positive things. Like there was no negative uh, side effects. Uh, My psoriasis. I had my skin uh, just start on my elbows, knees, and feet. I had thick white, uh, it it turns out to be psoriasis and it started to peel off and like a snake shedding its skin. And I, and it was very disconcerting to have big parts of your skin just peeling off. But underneath was baby smooth, brand new skin. So that was okay. And uh, I, I, my, See, there was. There, I, I have on the website, you can go and look on the eagle research.life website. I have this story there. So you can go and look and see a lot of the things that were happening to me. I didn't expect to get healthier at that point. Uh, one of the things that happened was my libido came back big time. It was like I was a teenager again. Whoa, oh, no. that's scary. <laughs> and, I can, and I can tell you, it is impossible. Yeah, like I was grieving, but it was impossible to. Um, to to be so grieving that you want to die or don't care if you live, if you have a high libido, I'm telling you, it's the two don't mix. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, within three months, I started dating women again, and uh, and and things went really well. I and within a year, I was married again, and I and I have this wonderful wife. I'm very happy with. She's not Tanaj. This is a different life. I had to I had to let all that go. I get I have a different idea. life now.
1: I understand.
0: But the thing that really floored me, the thing that really, really uh, uh, brought to you reminded me of was, again, at about three months' time, I had a woman contact me who had started inhaling, and she had lupus symptoms. And in three weeks' time, her lupus symptoms were gone. Three weeks'. I had known about Brown's gas since uh, therapeutic since 1996. I I had started using the water in 2005. Uh, yes, five. I started inhaling in March of 2016. But I had Brown's gas. I had been told about Brown's gas for health way before my wife even got sick with lupus. I would still have, I believe this wonderful woman, if I had listened to the messages from the universe, from God, all those decades ago, instead instead of not believing it, that literally put me on the floor. Literally, I had trouble. I couldn't, I can't even describe the feelings I was having, the regret. It was, it was the grief plus and the only way that I could get up off that floor was to make, a, make it my life's mission to help as many people as possible not go through that situation. To get this gas into as many homes as I can in the world, that's my passion and that's why. I don't need a mega factory like uh, Elon Musk has. I'm going to teach as many people to do this as possible so that it can get out there and be used. Just like I did with the fuel savers, over 200,000 people were using my fuel savers, where not one of those 5,000 fuel saver patents that I told you about were on the market. Not one. By telling people how to do it and teaching people how to do it, I had 200,000. This is where it's going to go.
1: Well, I, I, uh, I feel you. I feel you, man. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. And
0: <clears throat> it's really
1: weird how the universe works.
0: And yeah, uh, me, me too. I, <laughs> I would much rather not have gone through that. I
1: understand, man. I'm really sorry about that. And you know, sometimes we. I mean, like, I can't comment on it because I, I I haven't had that loss and it's uh, crippling I mean I, I feel it and I'm sorry and you're going to make the world a better place by doing all this and helping other people and you know so I'm sorry about that it's like I've had those moments you know I lost a buddy one time the night and uh, I saw him the night before he ended up killing himself and I always go back on. I wish I could have gone back and like said something and done something and that, that that can be pretty tricky because everything is is a purpose and, and and so i understand that dude and that's a really tough thing and i'm sorry about that but you know now you got your mission and you know this show is the blessings of this show is that they that we do reach a lot of people and they're going to be able to hear about this and hopefully you know take action you know i, I feel bad for people out there that don't want to listen to people like you or people or any guests that we have on this show like I personally have very little to gain you know from doing this show I'm blessed I go on the road I don't go as much on the road as I used to and we sell ads and people get mad at that but you know there's a lot of people that work very hard to make this show happen but the truth of the matter is it's like We, I just want to help people and love people. My father said a very long time ago, don't ever hate anybody for making a dollar. And I still will to the day that that I, you know, I will defend that to the end. You know, there's nothing wrong with somebody trying to pay their bills and take care of something. You know, but I I listen to you. It's like you're trying to make the world a better place. And I know if I went to anybody out there that's running around yelling about getting boosters and all that stuff. And I go, hey, man, there's this over here and it's part of God's plan. And it's this whole thing over a very long time that they have slowly but surely deceived us from understanding. You know, I'm like, this is, this is being done on a very high level. Who knows what the 5g is doing to our hydrogen and who knows what all the the chemicals are spraying is doing to all of us. And here's a process in which you can kind of learn to uh, battle that. Like, I just want to help people with that. I want, I want people to get, you know, and it sucks that you had to go through this very horrible thing to get to this place, but this is the process that God has us go on. So I, was, I just uh, you know.
3: I was over here like not not upset, but I was like, man, why is he not saving us gas? He's got a way better mission. Yeah. Yeah, but like who cares about yeah. saving some money on gas? That's why I was like, when you kept going, I was like, why did you why did you put that on hiatus? No, nah, put yeah. that on hiatus. I mean, this sounds yeah. like I'm listening but, yeah. to and
1: it's just like there's a you know, what is your thoughts on like so much of these diseases? They seem very much man-made to cause you know, there's places in the world where they never see cancer. They never see any of these stuff. But why are we seeing this now? Like, what is it about? What is going on in our modern day culture? And listen, I, I mean, I'm i very vocal. My thoughts on culture is I don't think it's I think it's your enemy. Personally, I think culture is your enemy. Uh, but what is it about our modern day culture that is breeding so much disease uh, and death?
0: Yeah, it's that's a really good question in i think it was 1977 or 78 uh the united states government actually uh sponsored a group I, I forget what they call it a committee they put together on health so they would they would look at the american uh, a diet okay standard american diet sad and and find out uh if if it could be improved and it turns out it could they put a report together that report showed that the that the things that we normally eat were killing us i think it was it's eight of the top 10 diseases are nutrition related so the uh, <clears throat> either caused by or exacerbate uh the disease so the the report said if you do this and this and this you will that the, all of americans will be healthier in two weeks time that was taken off the uh, government uh bookshelves that report due to lobbying of the uh of the uh, vested interest of uh, food and if if i have my opinion the medical establishment because once the food makes you sick then they can start doing this all the drugs and stuff so between the food and the drugs people were making a lot of money on people not being healthy health is not profitable and so i think it's actually contrived and, and when you look at the, the the billions of dollars that have been made just in the last couple of years on this getting your boosters and everything, uh, it, it turns out that things like the Brown's gas, uh, Brown's gas is number one treatment for this particular pandemic in China. 1.4 billion people, this is the number one treatment. If they were going to be putting, if, if somebody was so bad they were going to be on a ventilator And they started uh, giving them just this gas. In five minutes, they start breathing better. In three days, they're walking out of the hospital. Wow. It's just...
1: And you just see stories like this. And how, like, our medical... I mean, like, I don't... You know, there's so much data coming out now about everything that went on with this, this virus and this vaccine. And yet, nobody... That believed all that hype is getting this data. They're not listening, like their algorithm is lying to them. They're not allowing them to hear it. Uh, You know, we still, like I said, there's a very famous comic who I love the pieces is on stage yelling at people to get the vaccine. Today, October 17th. 17th, you're yelling at people in year 2022 about getting the vaccine. We just had a giant. Uh, uh Europe just had a hearing, an investigation in which they put a, a, a Pfizer executive from Europe, a vice president, on, uh, made her under oath and asked her, "Did you do research on this, to see whether this vaccine stopped transmission?" And she said no. Why isn't that the story everywhere? They lied to you. They told you you couldn't see your parents. They told you you couldn't, you couldn't go to work. You had to wear a thing. You had to get this vaccine or else you were going to lose your job. Why aren't you angry? And why don't you, you know, I mean, people listen to this show will, will, will love this story. Love will love what George is talking about because we know this is all possible. But average person, if I go, hey, man, you know, yeah, I found out I got, I got cancer. Hey, dude, I know this thing's called brown gas. And uh, it will really help you. Uh, whatever, bro. I'm gonna go do this thing that everyone before me's done, and some of them survive, and most of them don't. Why? Yes. Why? You said you're. Yeah. You said you're, you're, chemo you're... And ra-
0: Sorry, chemo and radiation help approximately two percent. The uh, uh, the rest, it's like uh, bloodletting. You might as well you might as well be back in the uh, medieval times and and being leached. <laughs> it's like. Uh, it's profitable, that's what it is. Yeah. There, there's been lots of uh, cancer cures, mitigations that have been suppressed because they're not profitable. So they'll do whatever they can to to not profit. Sorry, I think I interrupted
3: you. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you, you said your libido uh, went up after using brown gas. I asked that because uh, male testosterone is really low. Does that improve testosterone levels? Does they, Do they go higher? Or was that just... I
0: can't, I, I can't tell you that. I, I didn't have my testosterone levels tested. All I can say is that I, I became very interested in having sex. Yeah, this guy
1: just wants to smash. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, brother. There's nothing wrong with that. So what is it that actually hydrogen does, do you believe? What is the actual when, when you inhale it or ingest it or rub it on something? What do you think it actually does?
0: Okay, that goes way beyond my expertise. I can give you some general ideas, but there's actually a fellow, a doctor that can answer that a lot better, and has in a in a, a website called MolecularHydrogenInstitute.com. Okay, it might even be the MolecularHydrogenInstitute.com. You'll have to look it up. Anyway, his name is Tyler LeBaron. He, he actually consulted with me back in the early 2000s, I think it was 2007, about the time I was making the ER-50. And uh, because he was interested as an intern at that point, uh, in, he, he had this idea that hydrogen could be good for health. So he was interviewing people uh, and finding out anywhere he could about hydrogen for health. Ended up going to Japan to uh, do his uh, undergraduate work and become uh, qualified to be a doctor. And now he's come back to America. He's been here for a few years now and has started this website and is promoting hydrogen for health in all different kinds of aspects. And if you go to his website, you'll see hundreds of different things that the Browns Gas helps. Now, when you put it in your body, um, there is no part of your body that doesn't use hydrogen directly or indirectly. There's no chemical process. There's no, no molecular structure. There's nothing in your body that doesn't use hydrogen uh, directly or indirectly. So you can imagine if you don't have it, your body's just not going to do well. Uh, and luckily, it's one of those things that your body can kind of just hold on to. Like if you don't inhale oxygen, you'll be dead in five minutes If you, or so. Uh, some people can hold their breath longer than that. but But let's say relatively short time. If you don't drink water, you're gonna you're gonna be uh, collapsing in at least three days, maybe dead in five. You're, if you don't drink water, which is hydrogen and oxygen, it's uh, you, so you need that liquid in you. Now, lots of people get their liquid from coffee and and soft drinks and things, so they manage to get enough liquid in them that they don't actually, even though they may be dehydrated, they may not actually uh, uh, they they won't actually die. So it's probably not doing their organs much much good. Got to drink water, guys. Okay. So you, you go down the list of the various nutrients that you must have and how quickly and often you must have them. Hydrogen turns out to be one of those things that you can, like if you don't eat food, which is where you're getting most of your hydrogen from, uh, your body can, can last quite a while. There's been people that have fasted for a year. What? But well, Yep. Yep. You can look it up. And the, uh, but there's uh most people have enough uh, reserves in their body that they can go like fat is hydrocarbon and so you you have these stores and reserves of hydrogen in your own body that you can use to uh, go for four weeks six weeks a lot of people and you can imagine the people in the concentration camps and stuff you see them really skinny they've like, they've been malnourished for a long time you can you can do that but it's going to malnourish your body and you need the hydrogen in there and there's various things, uh, reasons why, for example, one quick example that's, that's uh, current, is the, the particular virus that was going around, uh, they considered it to be a lung or respiratory uh, virus, but it wasn't, it was actually a blood virus. And what it would do is knock the iron, heme or ferritin, whatever you wanna call it, out of your red blood cells. And anyone who knows red blood cells need that iron in order to grab the oxygen to carry it around in the body. So if the red blood cells don't have the iron, first of all, they're probably not so red, but they also can't carry uh, oxygen. So people would have oxygen levels down in the seventies, which is why they wanted to put them on respirators because they were thinking that it was a respiratory disease. But nine out of 10 of these people were dying on the respirators because it doesn't matter how much oxygen you put in the lungs. If your blood isn't carrying the oxygen, you're still going to, you're still going to die. So, what the Browns gas does is is because of its electrically expanded water, which is a, a negative has a net, net a negative charge, a net negative charge because it has electrons on it, when the, when the red blood cells get this electrically expanded water on it, it gives them a charge. And even though they may not have enough iron to grab the oxygen normally, as soon as they get that charge, they can grab the oxygen. which is why when the people start inhaling the Browns gas, within five minutes they'd start breathing better because their oxygen levels would come up to normal. And then their body gets a chance to heal and within three days they're walking out of the, uh, uh, out of the hospital. So that's an example of what the, uh, the Browns gas and hydrogen can do uh, in your body just immediately in some particular cases. Now, another thing is my tinnitus. I, I had uh, tinnitus and you'd think tinnitus is in the ears because it's ringing in the ears. But if you go to an ear, nose and door, uh, throat doctor, like I did, he says, no, they've had people entirely had their ears removed and they still had the ringing in the ears because it's actually in your brain. It turns out that the Brown's gas is highly essential or, or we'll say the hydrogen uh, electrically expanded mixture, or hydrogen mixture is very healthful for the nerves. And now I had, that was one of the things that I had, I'd lost the feeling in the palm of my left hand. And on the fronts of my shins, from my knees down to my feet, I had what's called neuropathy. And I noticed that the feeling was coming back in my hand over time. This took several weeks. Um, and that, and the interesting was thing was, and I noticed, hey, I had the feeling back on the fronts of my legs. And because the hydrogen helped the nerves heal. And so I had the feeling again. Well, the biggest nerve center in your body is between your ears. And my tinnitus started to fade. So obviously there was something in my brain that needed healing, which since I use my brain as an inventor, it's a good thing to have a nice working brain. Yeah. <laughs> I was very happy to hear my tinnitus fading away and now it only comes back when I'm under stress. I find that very interesting. If I'm under a lot of stress, I feel that little hissing uh, happening and I and I, I go, oh, I'm under stress. I'm gonna have to do something to take care of the stress in my life. So it just one of those interesting things. I just, I, I find, but those yeah. are some of the things that brown's gas can do.
1: And your your immune system gets shot when you are, when you are um, high anxiety, and that is so much of, in my humble opinion, what whoever these people are, uh, they want us. They want us constantly in a heightened state of anxiety because we're more ma- easily manipulated. And that's my honest belief. And so yeah. when you're like, hey, man, I am, uh, I'm, I'm," uh, you know, um, yeah, you know, so it's like they just can get you to agree to things that maybe aren't in your best interest if you're heightened in anxiety. It's this desire for uh, safety over freedom and all that stuff, you know. Ah, that's, it's just super interesting, man. So, yeah, I I agree with all this, man. I mean, when I'm listening to you talk and I think about all the issues out there, I go, how much of, of, you know, I mean, I think everything comes from a spiritual angle. I think so much of, I think so much of what's going on is these dark arts people are trying to commit basically depopulation on the masses and you know when you talk about you know we hear P- the Sumerian kings lived for 20,000 years and now you got Moses living for 900 years and You got all this stuff and you're like man maybe people did live forever maybe they did and now that they've been slowly over time chipping away at everything that makes us special to like kind of you know, there was talking. somebody was talking today that like vaccinations in your pets. Now you don't see pets living to 17 years old like they used to. They're living l- shorter and shorter lives.
3: I mean. They neuter them right off the bat.
1: Yeah. I mean, like there is a desire to, to limit the amount of all of us.
3: I mean, now yes. we're looking at what they want
1: to do with cows, right? Uh, they want to go in Canada. And I'm sure if you're in Canada, uh, George, but they want to go to Canada and they want to kill off all these cows. That's just more death. That's more destruction. Yes. We're living it, in crazy true. We're living it- in crazy times. So why don't we really quick talk about your website and where they can the, you've already talked about the machine. Uh, why don't you tell us where they can go to get it and what it's doing and, and tell us a little bit about New Water and a little bit about Eagle Research.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have uh, the, the eagle Life website. It's the place to go to learn about the AquaCure, which is the Browns Gas machine that we have tweaked over years of time to be the, the most practical Browns Gas machine in the world. There's, a, there's nothing that can compete. Now, there's, there's a lot of Browns Gas options out there, and if you can't afford the AquaCure, Uh, Quite a few of them are acceptable, you get what you pay for, uh, and they'll work, okay? For the most part, if you're making browns gas, it'll work. Do have to be careful, though, because some people say they're making browns gas when they're actually just making hydrogen and oxygen. And some people even say the hydrogen is better than the browns gas, just the the straight pure hydrogen. But the experiments that we've shown in healing and, like, uh, various therapeutic things the Brown's gas is about 30% more therapeutically effective than the straight hydrogen. So, But it is more to maintain a Brown's gas machine, because you've got the lye mixture and cleaning out that you have to do, uh, whereas most of the hydrogen only machines are very simple to operate. You just put in pure water, and that's pretty much it. So you you, you balance out what it costs you and the uh, and, and maintenance and that kind of thing. Uh, just be informed and make a good decision for you. Everybody should be having at least hydrogen in some form or other. I have a place on my website with the frequent asked questions. And one of them is what's the best way to get hydrogen into your body. And I, I have nine different ways on that page that you can research and see how you can get hydrogen in your body and choose the best for yourself. Obviously I like the Brown's gas. I, I'm one person. I I don't do a lot of research. I do research into the, uh, what else is out there, but I only sell the Brown's gas machines because I want to sell the best period. I don't have time for anything else, Uh, yes, I'm 65 and I maybe I'll live to be 120, but I want to live too, which is another reason why I want to get all the, all these people trained in making these machines because I want to, uh, actually have a life with this beautiful bride of mine. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to make these machines forever. Make your own. That's right. You got it. Okay. So that's how to get a hold of uh, the Eagle research and how to buy that, that particular machine. And of course, when you go over to Eagle research.com, you'll see a lot of the other uh, things that I've uh, lines of research I've been working on, which I'd love to talk about uh, alternative or free energy as well. If we happen to have time, like I don't think we do, but in any case, um, i'm sorry i, I kind of got uh, lost there was oh new water okay um <sighs> i'm not telling a lot of people about new water right now because I can't support the technology but okay. i will say that the browns gas machines that i make are already have the new water capability built into them and what is new water i'm i'm not telling people a lot about okay. the new water i'll okay. give you will okay. give you a little hint i will I, I i have given other people a hint i'll definitely give you a hint New water is the closest thing that the closest thing that I can talk about or uh, point at is the philosopher's stone where you can get extended life. You can get uh, turning um, uh, water into wine. You can make uh, water into a fuel. You can make water into medicines. You can make water into gold. You can make all of these kind of things, uh, 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 transmutation. Alchemy. uh, Are we
1: talking alchemy here?
0: You're, you're, I, it's what they call it. What can I say? You can. I've already done it. A lot of other people have duplicated the experiments. The experiments show that all this is possible. There's, and it's it's fantastic. You can even send uh, using the new water uh, techniques uh, with uh, Luke Montier, who unfortunately he's the guy who discovered the AIDS virus. Uh, he was very much against all of these uh, vaccines. Uh, he, he died. Uh, relatively recently this year and but he was actually transmitting uh dna using essentially this new water technique from one place to another over phone lines just with the uh, frequencies wow. so there's yeah you could you could take a, a frequency picture if you will transmit it to another vessel and impress that frequency onto that particular vessel and the dna would would spontaneously show up in the second vessel Yes, these things are being done, have been done, and duplicated. So here we have a a, a technology that can increase the fuel economy of vehicles, can uh, increase the efficiency of of torches, can increase the the, uh, growth rate of plants in soil by three times, can increase the growth rate of plants in hydroponics by ten times, OK, so you can have strawberry plants having strawberries 10 times sooner than the ones that are in, so- in soil. OK, so then you can it doesn't make any bigger strawberries. It just makes them makes everything grow quicker.
1: faster.
0: And this and, is with new water. And No, that, that's just with the Browns Gas bubble oh, water. okay. Damn, the new is the br- we're just talking Browns Gas technology and the Browns Gas can make this new water as well. And. Uh, it, and the, the quick tip of it is that you can burn it, the, the water that comes off of a torch, the Brown's gas torch, when it condenses back into water, so it's gas. Uh, there's three different gases. You've got your hydrogen, oxygen, and electrically expanded water. When you combust it, it makes new water. And this new water can do all of these things that I was just talking about. Plus, as a bonus, it's also what they call DDW or deuterium depleted water. You know, lots of people are drinking very expensive deuterium depleted water. If they make the new water, they can be drinking deuterium depleted water they can make in their own home.
1: I'm interested. <laughs> I find it interesting. So listen, you want to, you want to, so you want people to go to eagleresearch.life dot life. Now you're going to give a 20% promo code. Uh, yes. We we need a we need a promo code. We usually go with tinfoil hat. Is that okay? Can we go with that? Tinfoil hat, and use the promo code tinfoil hat, and you'll get twenty percent off
0: your purchase. Yes. All right. I'll make that happen. All okay. Right. So if if yes, got it. All right. So,
1: uh, any other questions, guys? Anything, Johnny? Anything, Javier. No, your, you.
3: your mission's amazing.
1: Yeah, I love it, man. I appreciate you coming on uh George and uh again his website is eagleresearch.com. eagle--research.com. Is that Yeah. And, Correct. Yes, and don't then, forget that dash. If you want to purchase his his uh, equipment, you just use the promo code Tin foil hat. Uh, I appreciate you coming on, George. You have great energy. You're a wonderful person. And I appreciate the hard work. And we'd love to have you back sometime to talk some free energy.
0: Sounds perfect. It's great to be here. I really enjoyed it. I know this time just flies. There's so much more that we could talk about and just have some fun.
1: All Sounds right. good. All right, brother. We appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, go to Grab your tickets for the new uh, Comedy Chaos we just added, and we'll we'll make it happen. All right? We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you soon. We go deep, homeboy. boys open your mic. Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That, 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 that's some interdimensional idea. Wake up, Aaron.
2: This is only the beginning.
1: Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hat.